It's passages like this one in which Jesus seems to set the bar for his disciples unattainably high that make me feel like it, it's a shame that Jesus never learned what we say here every Sunday. Whoever you are and wherever you are on your journey of faith, you are welcome. I bet he could have doubled or even tripled his number of followers if he'd stopped talking about how disciples needed to give up all their possessions and instead encourage everyone to come and follow him. For too much of Christian history, the church has placed its emphasis on conforming before communing, on believing before belonging. People all over town, however, stop and tell me how thankful they are that St. Paul's seems to have found another fruitful way. They come to me and let me know how encouraged they are by the welcome we offer. It makes a difference to these people who don't come to this church or even go to any church that a place like St. Paul's, an embodiment of institutional religion, would be more interested in tearing down historic barriers than erecting new hurdles to keep people away. And many of you have shared with me your own stories, stories about how those words of invitation have changed your life how you never expected to hear someone say to you that God has a place for you at God's table, that without hearing those words, you never would have come to this church or any church for that matter. That makes me wonder why so few churches have discovered that truth that we celebrate here. Surely they know the value of hospitality. Surely they can sense the gospel truth of inviting everyone to come and meet Jesus. Why is it that they seem so much more worried about erecting a, a, a doctrinal barbed wire fence around the altar, guarding the gate to the communion rail to keep outsiders away? Why? Maybe it's because they're worried that a universal invitation to the table will overshadow the universal cost that comes with communion. In this story from Luke, we hear that Jesus was being followed by large crowds, and then he turned, and almost as if to scare them off, Jesus said to them, whoever comes to me and does not hate father or mother, hate spouse and children, hate siblings, and yes, even hate his own life, cannot be my disciple. Thanks for the pep talk, Jesus. <laughs> Churches like the Episcopal Church are having a hard enough time not losing its members. We need more people to call churches home, and words like that seem to be pushing them away. Why does Jesus say them? And why does he say them to the people who already want to follow him? I trust that there is some hyperbole in these words. Jesus, from time to time, was known to exaggerate to get his point across. But I also trust that there is truth in these words. What is it? What is Jesus saying to these people? What is Jesus saying to us? It seems he wants us to know that being his disciple comes with a cost. 
and more than that, that it will cost us those things that we consider most dear. And why is that? Because you can't be a disciple of Jesus and live the life you've always known. You can't be a student of God's reign. You can't participate in the work that God is doing without letting go of the people and possessions you hold dear. That's because the work that Jesus does is a reordering of the world, a change that comes to everyone and everything. There's no part of our life that isn't touched by that work that Jesus comes to do. Jesus comes to heal the sick, to make whole the broken, to bring rich to the poor, to welcome the outcast. And those changes aren't metaphorical. They're not hypothetical. They're real, just as the incarnation is real. It's a real event that, that begins to have change in the world that is real and tangible, concrete, financial, and relational. And if we're going to be a part of that work that God is doing in the world, then it's going to change us as well. This gospel lesson makes it feel like Jesus is looking lovingly and longingly at those who would follow him and saying to them, I want all of you to be my disciples, but you better check and be sure that you know what you're getting into if you're going to follow me any farther down the road. Being my disciple will cost you everything, even your own life. I'm on my way to Jerusalem, Jesus says, and the fate that awaits me there will catch you up as well. Are you sure that's what you want? Are you sure you can bear that cost? Are you sure you want to walk with me as a disciple? Maybe that's what we need to say every week before we come to communion Whoever you are and wherever you are on your pilgrimage of faith, you are welcome in this place and you are welcome at God's table. But be careful because coming to that table will cost you everything. Of course you are welcome. Everyone is welcome. Everyone is named God's beloved child. God beckons all of us to find our place at God's table. But when we accept that invitation, we invite God to bring the change that that table represents into our own lives, trusting that nothing will be the same. In spiritual terms, we say that those who receive the body of Christ become the body of Christ. When we gather at the table, therefore, we assemble not only as members of God's family, but as members of the body of Christ. We are Christ's body. We are the ones in whom and through whom the work that Jesus came to do will continue to be carried out in the world. We are the ones who carry that burden we are the ones who make that a reality. When we come to this table, we come not only to be fed, to be nourished, to be strengthened, but to be remembered, reassembled, reconstituted as the body of Christ. You don't have to be a saint to come to that table. You can bring your doubts with you, but don't come to that table thinking that you won't be changed. For how can we partake of the body of Christ without taking part in 
the body of Christ. Today is our ministry fair. Over in the parish hall, there are booths, tables set up. There are people there waiting to tell you about the ministries that we carry out in this place. And if you're looking for a way to give part of yourself into the good and godly work that is carried out at and through St. Paul's, then go and sign up because we need you. It's good and valuable work. But if you're looking for something more, if you're looking to give away not just a part of yourself, but your whole self, if you're willing to let go of all that you are and all that you have to be a part of God's great work in the world, then this is the place for you to come, and this is the invitation for you to hear. Whoever you are and wherever you are on your pilgrimage of faith, God is inviting you to lose yourself in God's life-giving work all around us. If you want Jesus' vision for the world to be your vision for the world, then come to the table and be fed. But be careful. It will cost you everything. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.